Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 81. Today, I want to begin to deal with Ezekiel's prophecy of Ezekiel 37, 38, and 39. For a few times, we're going to meet together and discuss where we are today in biblical prophecy. First of all, I want to remind you that when we approach biblical prophecy, If the plain sense makes sense, we let that be the sense, lest it all become nonsense. In other words, if there are signs and symbols and there are all kinds of metaphors and analogies, we take those as they are as metaphors or analogies. However, if the Bible is not speaking in metaphors or analogies and it is just giving historical narrative that will surely come to pass, that is called prophecy. Because I want to remind you that biblical prophecy is nothing more or nothing less than history, historical events written before they happen. We write down history because things have happened. But when God says something is going to happen, it for sure is going to happen just the way that he says that it's going to happen and at a time that many times he alone knows. However, you and I, as we study the Word of God and we pour over the Scriptures, God gives us light. And as we walk in that light, He gives us more light. We're not children of darkness that all of the times and seasons should overcome us. We can see prophecies being fulfilled and other prophecies getting ready to be fulfilled that are spoken of in the Word of God. And surely that is true in Ezekiel 37, 38, and 39. As we look at the scriptures, we're going to see that Ezekiel 37 was a prophecy of Israel coming back together as a nation, and uh, that indeed began to happen about 1850 when people began to come back to Israel. The Jews began to come back home to Israel, and they came not as they had for the previous 1850 years to die and to be buried in their homeland, but rather about 1850, they stopped coming just to die, but they started coming to live, just like the Bible says. When you look at what's going on in the Middle East today, I'm being bombarded with questions as to whether what is happening with the peace deal with the UAE and all of the things that are beginning to happen very quickly in the Middle East, if indeed those are fulfillments of prophecy. Well, what they are indeed are things that are leading to the fulfillment of prophecy. And in that sense, they could be uh, fulfillments of prophecy, as in they are preparing the way for God to do what he said he was going to do and what he was going to bring about. In Ezekiel 37, the Bible says, the hand of the Lord came upon me. And he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Now, remember, Ezekiel was prophesying on the river Kibar. 
The River Key Bar was actually a man-made canal between the Tigris and the Euphrates River, and it's where many of the captives lived. Of course, we know Daniel and many of his uh, friends were in the palace, but most of the people were out in the Mesopotamia Valley, out in the farmland, and as Jeremiah had asked them to do, they began to flourish and prosper in the land of Babylon, and certainly so under Cyrus. And so it says that he was led out into this great valley, Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, they were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. Now, he's talking about this valley of dry bones. It was completely full. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. And again he said unto me, Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God of these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you, and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Now in verse 6 of Ezekiel 37, that word Lord is in all caps. That means this is the personal covenant name of God. And remember, God said, I will scatter you throughout the earth, but when it's time and you call on me, I will bring you back. And surely he is doing that. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from your four winds, O breath, and breathe onto these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood up on their feet, an exceeding great army. And he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open up your graves and cause you to come from your graves, up from your graves, and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves, I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord who has spoken it. I have performed it, says the Lord. Now, this prophecy was fulfilled in 1948, and it was a prophecy that most believed would never happen. If you read commentators who made commentary on this passage of Scripture before the 1800s and even during the 1800s, very few believed that this was anything but an analogy, a metaphor, an allegory, and that God was not going to deal with his people Israel literally, physically, nationally, that the church had replaced Israel. Because, you see, that's what they have been taught since the early days of the second century when replacement theology began to rise all over the Greco-Roman world. And then from Europe, it spread into the United States. And as a matter of fact, I have for the last 45 years been a Southern Baptist. And up until the 80s, 
the 1980s and the conservative resurgence, all of our seminaries taught in their theology departments and in their eschatology what is called amillennialism. That is, the word millennial talks about the time of the messianic era that it is talked about by the Jews, a time when Messiah will reign upon the earth. And the Bible lists that as a thousand years in Revelation chapter 20. So that time of the messianic era or the messianic period when the Messiah will reign from Jerusalem is called the millennium. And so you put an alpha privative on front of that word or any word, and it negates whatever concept or word it's attached to. So amillennial means no millennium. So they believe that it was just a long allegory and that God was finished with Israel because they had rejected the Lord Jesus and had asked for him to be crucified. And you have all this anti-Semitism that arose over the period of the last 2,000 years when the church became predominantly Gentile and forgot their Judaic roots and the fact that the Bible, we would not even have the Bible were it not for the Jews. And it is the Jewish people and the Jewish race that God chose to bring the Messiah through so you and I could be saved. And so we are a very ungrateful people when we say that God is finished with Israel because the Bible teaches otherwise. If you believe God is finished with Israel, you have to allegorize all the passages like the one I just read. And in verse 11, the Bible gives us the answer to what he's talking about. Now, you just have to really do some verbal gymnastics to get around what I'm about to say to you. Because verse 11 of Ezekiel 37 says, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones, this valley of dry bones, are the whole house of Israel. Now, there is a word for church. There's a word for assembly. There's a word for fellowship. God didn't use any of those in the Old or New Testament. Even in the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible, the Septuagint, God doesn't use those words. He uses the word Israel. Now, God's smart enough to know when he wants to use a word, he can choose one. Matter of fact, he's the one that gave us language and gave us the mind that we have. And so when you and I began to start changing the meaning of words, we are way above our pay grade because God said Israel, and he means Israel. If he had meant the church, he would have meant the church and he would have said the church because he has a vocabulary large enough to do that. But in verse 11, it says that this valley of dry bones is not some church that needs to be revived. It's not Christendom that needs to be revived. It is the house of Israel that is going to be scattered across the face of the earth. They're going to be considered as dead, just like they were uh, during the days of Hitler and the horrible offering called the burning, the Holocaust in Latin. And so when you and I take the Bible, other than what it says, including historical and prophetic passages, then we always mess up. And that's exactly what we've done in the church of Jesus Christ, because Israel is Israel and the church is the church. And God has brought Israel back into the land. And for almost 80 years now, they have been back in the land and they're not going to be removed again. This is the second time that he's brought them back from captivity and from being scattered across the face of the earth, as Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 11 that they would. You and I are to be like the tribe of Issachar. 
that know the times and the seasons and know how to explain and discern where we are. And in the next podcast on On The Way, we're going to begin to look at the times in which we're living and some of the events in the Middle East that lead us to believe that we are living in very exciting times and the battle of Gog and Magog may be just around the corner. And if that is the case, then you and I are closer to home. God bless you as you walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.